Welcome to the CIBC Private Wealth Management Advisor Podcast. A good financial planner helps clients make wise decisions with their money, regardless of their stage of life. Of course, a planner's advice will vary with a client's age. For example, a client in their 20s can likely afford to engage in higher risk scenarios than a client in their 70s, who is probably looking for a more conservative approach to wealth management. But what if a client starts making bad decisions? Say they're exhibiting signs of advanced dementia or Alzheimer's disease. When should a financial planner step in? And what role should they play in protecting a client's assets, if any? To learn more, we spoke with Kate Granigan, Chief Executive Officer at Life Care Advocates, with more than 20 years of experience as a geriatric social worker. She believes financial planners need to understand a person's mental capacity before becoming involved. Generally speaking, capacity is the ability to understand and appreciate the nature and consequences of making a decision concerning one's personal life, right? And that can be their health, their where they live, what they do, what they spend. But it's really the ability to understand and appreciate the the pros and cons of making a decision and, you know, make that decision weighing all of those. So what if that decision seems to not be in the client's best interests? Where is the line between someone making a conscious, poor choice and an impaired decision? You know, we shouldn't equate someone's decision we don't agree with or, you know, someone's decision that, um, you know, in our estimation seems like poor judgment, we can't equate that with, you know, incapacity. Let's loop it back to financial sort of terms. We have families that have mom or dad who's in a, you know, who has been widowed. Dad, you know, has full control of all his finances. Mom's been gone six months and all of a sudden dad's got this, you know, 30-year younger girlfriend and is spending a considerable amount of time and money. And then, you know, lo and behold, a year later goes and says, you know what, we're getting married. I'm signing everything off to her. That doesn't automatically mean he doesn't have capacity. That's uncomfortable. That's out of character. That's out of character because he was married to mom for 60 years, but she's gone. He's now got a different perspective. So, you know, would you pause as a financial planner and evaluate? Would you have some checks and balances? Probably. But we've seen that occur when when that's gone to court and it's held up as, again, his right to maybe making really, really bad choices. Maybe this is a person taking advantage of them. He has the right to choose. Determining a client's motivations and mental capacity is rarely easy. But there are some red flags to watch out for. Red flags of the signs where someone may be declining are their status, their cognitive status or their capacities in question, their ability to make those decisions. Things that are very common that anybody, you know, that's talked about pretty regularly now when you talk about Alzheimer's or dementia, things like apparent memory loss, you know, repeating the same sentence, asking the same questions, confusion for time or place, really not knowing what's going on, sort of, you know, um, it, you know, not having the, the capacity to know, you know, even mixing up a daughter for a sister, or they're not oriented to current time and place. Of course, these red flags are often difficult to see, or the person may just be very good at hiding them. And those things can start subtly. And a lot of people with, um, when they're you know, confronted with the question, Mom, you know it's me. I'm not your sister. I'm your daughter. So people hide that. They become embarrassed. They, you know, they sort of backtrack and, oh, of course, I was just, you know, that silly. I knew that. 
those kinds of sort of beginning signs um, are, are something to note. Things like unpaid bills or double paid bills or someone who I've had people call and say, my mom was the most, you know, incredible bookkeeper. She ran a company. She was a CEO and she is now completely, I found out, you know, she's not paying any of her bills. She's completely messed up her check account. You know, things are, she hasn't paid her taxes in two years. There's some, some change in behavior. You know, that is indicative of something going on. And that is a good red flag to note. A change in what was often, you know, a very historical strength. Financial planners have to take a lot into consideration when situations like this occur. But in terms of when someone needs to step in, typically depends on the amount of risk involved. And it comes down to what we, we sort of do this measure of capacity versus risk. There's a number of factors that someone would be looking at. You know, is this a pretty minor decision? You know, I want to allocate funds to this account versus this account. Want to um, live in this environment. Um, you know, if the risk is relatively low, another risk that people look at is, you know, who is going to object to this? Somebody can express their autonomy without being in, inevitably evaluated for capacity, which is, you know, demoralizing and embarrassing and often causes huge conflicts within family systems and, and others. You know, if the risk is relatively low, then the need for, you know, the level of understanding of capacity can also be a little bit lower, the threshold. When the risk is considerably higher than the level and the, the level of assessment and evaluation of capacity innately should should be higher. Perhaps the best thing a planner can do is to be proactive and create a plan before there's a problem, when the client still has full capacity. All things considered, when people are proactive, you have, you know, the documents in place for powers of attorney, durable powers of attorney and, you know, healthcare proxies. You've had extended conversations with those, you know, those professionals have explored and nowadays, I will tell you, we see more and more extensive and creative documentation around people's wishes that go far beyond just appointing someone. That's why I think having some pre-planning or pre-discussion with families and individuals to say, you know, at what point would it be okay for me to check in with your daughter? Or if you sound like something's off, sometimes we can just get under the weather and, and we're not quite ourselves. Would it be okay if I checked in with your daughter in that case or at what point is it okay for more information about cognitive decline and financial planning check out the latest edition of the advisor at privatewealth.us.cibc.com cibc private wealth management includes cibc national trust company cibc delaware trust company and cibc private wealth advisors incorporated all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of cibc private wealth group llc and the private wealth division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.